What's going on, guys? This is Dave Thomas. And this is Brian Pritz. And we are back with episode 12 of The Business of Lifting Weights. We are once again joined by our head coach, Julianne Russell. Hey, guys. And today we're going to talk all about how to convert more people that tr to try your gym into members, how to get more trials and how to convert more of them to become members. Um, it's taken us a few years to get our process down, but it's one that we feel like is pretty streamlined. And we've seen all the data from all the different things that we've tried um, and what we've ultimately settled on to be the best way to grow your gym by treating new trials better and getting them to sign up at a higher rate. When are we going to say Julianne's just part of the show instead of introducing <laughs> her as and yeah. joining us as Julianne Russell? Yeah, she's going to be like, like Nate Dogg. She's going <laughs> to always just be featured. Featured. Um, today's also going to be the challenge where I say like a lot less because a bunch <laughs> of people have told me that I say it a lot. And I do. Um, so, I don't know. You should, like, <laughs> you should rip, rip my leg hair if I say it more than twice in one sentence. I don't want to be responsible for that. Should I get the bell and do, like, a shame, shame? Shame. Yes. Shame. Okay. Like, 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 like. All right. <clears throat> I was, like, 12 out of my systems. <laughs> um. All right, so first, Pritz, why don't you talk a little bit about the website and like why you think that's so important for getting people to um, commit to a process but have it not be overbearing and just the whole process of the website and why that's so important. Yeah, to start off, um, this episode is going to go through the trial process from start to finish. So um, imagine a customer going to your website, um, signing up for a trial class on the website and then following through into the gym and then either joining or not joining and kind of the whole process um, from start to finish of that customer wanting to try a class. So And everybody goes through this process, like regardless if you're a referral or like you found us on Yelp, everybody is eventually going to sign up the same way. So it doesn't everybody's funneled in the exact same process. Ideally. Um, you know, I think it's impossible to say that 100% of the people are going to do that um, because a lot of people that come to the gym that refer people, they don't necessarily read or listen to all of the stuff that we put out there. So they might not know what that process is. So part of that is making sure that your members do know that, you know, what, what is the process for people to mm -hmm. come try out a class. Um, and that's something that we've done a much better job in the past couple of years than we originally did. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of the website itself, I think one of the biggest problems that I see with most people's website is there is not, um, number one, a clear, direct place to go as the first thing to try a class. Um, so they might have to browse around a lot. And that's not necessarily a terrible thing if you have people browsing around the website because you want people to ideally read about you and your story and um, you know we can get into that in another episode on the content on the website but ultimately there should be a very clear path of what to do if you want to try out a class mm -hmm. um, so that I would say is probably the most important thing um, a lot of websites they want to have so many different things so many different ways to try the gym yeah so I, many different ways you know it's like you can come try a class you can sign up for you know, three intro sessions at a discounted rate. You can do a one-on-one -on -one if you're like, Does anybody do that? Does anybody like schedule a consultation to come in? And I see that on so many gyms. Right. I'm like, there's no way that this gets people in the gym. Yeah. And you know, it, if it does, those people are probably not your ideal fit if they're 
so intimidated or you know they need to talk to somebody about it before like you know i, I just feel like though you're you're searching for the wrong type yeah, of member do less. yeah do less um <laughs> and we, we always like to talk about that and this is a great scenario um <clears throat> but basically yeah having a clear concise place for them to go and submit information and actually register for a trial class. Mm -hmm. I also hate when it's like submit your information and we'll call you. <laughs> um, I think I don't want to be called. I don't want to be called yeah. either. Like um, there was actually a company that we were looking at, um, you know, our third location and I was doing some research on putting a fabricated building on a lot if we were to ever go that route. And I submitted a quote just to get, you know, see general pricing of it. And I submitted it to three different companies and I said, email me back general cost, just ballpark figure. That's all I want to know. I got calls for like three weeks. Nobody emailed me back. Trying um, to close you, bro. Yeah. Trying to close me. But you know, I, I immediately was just like, I'm done with this process. So, um, number one, or excuse me, number two, you want to make sure that when they do go fill something out, it's to actually register for a class itself. Um, and not just submit information to which you'll get back to them. Yeah, and I think also we tried out, you know, we used to have a process where you didn't have to do anything, and it was kind of a free-for-all, <clears throat> and it resulted in certainly a lot of people showing up, but we found conversion rates were quite low because there was no pre-qualification. Mm -hmm. People had no idea what gym they were coming to. They had no idea they'd be lifting barbells. So you got a lot of people where it was just like, hey, come to my gym, check it out, and people are like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot, but I'm not really going to you know, do a lot of research into what this place is. Right. And then we tried the flip side of that where we went extreme and we did like, you have to fill out an account on MindBody mm -hmm. so that it cut down on our work once they joined. Right. But that process took way too long. It was like, you know, five clicks before they actually signed up for a class. So it was almost like Goldilocks, like this one is just right where it's a quick step, but it doesn't take them forever to the point where they lose interest. Right. And I think with that, you know, on the extreme end of requiring too much effort for them to fill that stuff out, it definitely pre-qualified people a little bit more to where those people that came in were hyper interested. You know, they were willing to put in a lot of work up front. Right. Um, but they were, it clearly kind of counted out a certain group of people that were maybe on the fence and they were like, I want to try it out, but it's not that important right now. Right. So we ended up getting less trials and, you know, a good conversion rate. Um, so I think the main thing is finding that happy medium where it's really easy to fill out a form, register for a class, um, but there must be a step that they need to do um, in order to come in rather than just showing up and right. having no idea what you're doing and how you know anything about the gym right because if it's too if it's too easy there's almost no there's no urgency or reason for you to do it it feels too accessible right and it feels just like a, a free a, a free thing you can do that there's no qualification for yeah so on your website make it very clear what to do it should you should have one goal on your website um yeah sorry sorry just real quick if people like want to look at an example of this on our trial page they can just go to our website, which is perform-360.com, and just click the Try a Class or Start Here button, and you'll see kind of an example of what we're talking about. Yeah, and you'll also see on there we don't have any other, um, you know, downloads or forms or anything that take you elsewhere. Everything is about one goal, one thing that you want people to accomplish, and that is to start 
get going, come in for a trial class. Anytime that you start having all these different, um, you know, different places to go, different things to do, then you start to lose their interest and they'll go do that. And then, you know, they might not end up try, uh, trying out an actual class. So. Yeah. Like that's the final destination. Yeah. Like the point of your website is to get people to want to try you out. Right. So that last page is like, there's nowhere for you to go from there. They need to be either sign up for a class or remember the link and come back, but not be distracted by something else. Yeah, absolutely. What is really awesome about it too. The way that ours is set up is because um, one of our locations has a lot of walk by traffic People will want to step in and ask about the gym. What do you do? They observe pieces of class or whatever. And well, how do I how do I get started on this? And I can hand them a piece of paper that has our website on it and say, literally, all you have to do is go to the website, and it's going to be one of the first things you see to try a class, and then also to select what time and location works mm -hmm. best for you. And they don't really need much else from me in that walk by moment than oh, okay, awesome, and then they know they can go find one that works for their schedule and come in and try the class. That's a really good point. It makes yeah. it a lot easier for the staff. Cause yeah. like when we first opened that answer would have been, well, we run classes <laughs> at this, 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 and right. this, and you yeah. can come in and this way the staff just says, here you go. Um, not to blow people off, but like, that's just, it's super easy. Yeah. Just go to this web, go to this link and this will be the process. Yeah. And I know there's been times in the past where before we had this whole process, somebody would come in, they'd be asking about it they would ask when they can come try a class. I'd tell them the available options and then they'd be like, okay, I'll be there at, you know, five thirty or whatever. And there's no accountability, accountability. There's yeah. no follow up. They still might not know exactly what you do. They get a quick visual of what's going on in the gym. There's nothing that commits them. There's nothing that commits them yeah. and, you know, sending them to the website, they can then read about your story. They can kind of get that buy-in of what you do and make sure that it's a good fit for them as well mm -hmm. um, because the more people that come in that just are terrible fits for you, then the more time and energy and resources you're wasting on them. Yeah, that's a good point. Even though you're not ultimately required to do anything, just the mental aspect of completing a form and signing up for something, mm -hmm. study after study shows that that is how you get people to, to mentally commit to showing up. Yeah. Like If you fill out a form and you put your name, there's a lot of subliminal brain activity that you have you have made yourself accountable to show up for this class and there's a high chance that you will absolutely and that kind of brings us up or into our next point of once you do fill out that form okay what happens um, for us we um, that takes them to a page that just says you're confirmed in this class they also get a follow-up automatic email that says you're confirmed in this class here's the location um, here's some things that you need to know before you try out a class so that you're essentially setting the expectation of mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And then number two, like you said, confirming is kind of committing. Um, you know, it's not something where they're like, Oh yeah, I'll show up at five thirty, and, Oh, uh, you know what? And you'll get people that'll call you, <clears throat> excuse me, that'll call you and they'll say, Hey, I signed up for the free trial class at five thirty, but I can't make it. Can mm -hmm. I come to the six thirty? Yeah. Because they know that they've been held accountable for it. Right. Whereas, if they didn't have to sign up for anything, they would just probably not show not up. Not show up, and then there's no no more communication a lot of times. I mean, you'd be surprised the number of people that at one point want to try a class and then, you know, laziness takes over, they had a long day of work or, you know, whatever, and they don't come back that day, and it's like, well, okay, I'll just, like, figure it out later, and so they never, never come back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy the number of times <clears throat> that that happens. I also want to just talk about, like, what a professional look that is that somebody signs up for a class on the website and they immediately get an email that says you made a great choice signing up for this class. Like 
I think you're really going to like it. Here's a few things to consider. Mm -hmm. Here's the address. Here's when to arrive. Here's what to bring. And I think my voice has about 15 minutes left on it. So gonna... Quick episode then. Um, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like right off the bat, they're they're in, they're in the tr their their mentality is they're into it at this moment because they've signed up for it, and right away they get the reward of, I've registered and now here I know what to do, mm -hmm. and they from that point they've bought in and they are going to show up. Yeah, um, Julianne, you know you were uh, a trial three and a half years ago. Do you remember the process that you went through at that time? It might have been terrible. I don't even remember. I do, and it's embarrassing on my end, okay. <laughs> probably more than anything else. I think uh, when it when I did it, it was the you had to create a, an account on MindBody and all okay. that, and it was a Saturday morning class, and I signed up, and I did all that stuff, and then I totally did not show <laughs> Because I remember when you guys um, met with me about teaching yoga, I think you called me out for it. You were like, I think I saw you on the Saturday roster and you didn't come to class. Like, yep. I'm lazy. <laughs> like, but it, sure it, didn't. And, and to be honest with you, I'm somebody that's worked with that particular um, website for a while, just in teaching yoga. And I still, that's my found body. It, yeah. My yeah. body. And I still found it to be so tiresome that by the time I was done, I was like, I might go. I might not. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But so, yeah, so I just, I do remember that. And I I don't, I do know that there was no like, you know, follow up email or anything. It really wasn't until I, I sat down with you guys that I'm pretty sure you mentioned mm -hmm. it to me. And I was like, oh yeah, <clears throat> I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one thing that, you know, when you're using third party software like MindBody um, or what is that other one? It starts with a Z. Zen Planner. Zen Planner. Yeah. Um, they have so much going on that I didn't like using those programs for like, monitoring trials and tracking trials and stuff like that. So I think you need to develop your own system. Now we use a totally different system that allows all this stuff to occur. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one thing that when you signed up with MindBody, I think you might have gotten an email, but it was like a standard yeah, generated, like them. crappy yeah. email from them that just doesn't help your brand and it doesn't confirm anything. It's and just on the like, other end of that, I also had no real idea of what, P360 was at that point, it was again, just members saying like, Hey, come try my gym. And I was like, yeah, yep. okay, whatever. And I just did that instead of, you know, any other real kind of research, but, um, that's not really the case anymore. Yeah. I, you know, if, if you're a gym, the most likely scenario is the majority of your new members or potential new members are being driven by current members. So these are referrals. So those people are telling them something and, a lot of times I don't want to say dragging them in, but being like, Hey, come to this class with me. Like, come on, come to this class. And number one, those members probably don't know a whole lot about the process and what they're supposed to do. And, you know, and they might also explain what you do very differently um, than what you actually do. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good point. Definitely. relying on them to communicate the proper information is a terrible way to do it. And what's really great is now I think um, the bulk of our members do have a general idea and you get more of the, hey, I want to bring my friend to class. What do I need to do? Yes. You need to go to the website. Yes. And, and it's just so easy. Like instructions. Yeah. You don't even have to like know like backslash Nothing. this. Like no. if you just go to the website, you cannot miss yeah. it. Right. And it's like that's how you have to funnel it. Get people in there so they know right away where they're supposed to go. Easy to fill out once that process. They get a confirmation immediately. All this happens in under five minutes. They're ready to go. Next step, I show up for class. Right. So that's one thing that we have invested Pritz and I, a ton of resources and time and energy 
in figuring out the process, training our staff, making sure that we follow like very, very deliberate steps of service because Mm -hmm. we hate selling. We've never like, quote, sold a membership in our entire existence. It's always just we've handed people a form when they've wanted to sign up. And you create that environment by following a very specific outline and how you provide service to new folks. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of gyms, it's just, hey, welcome, fill out this waiver. Um, We'll go over the workout. They don't get much help. They walk out the door. There's no interaction. Right. Those people join at maybe a 10 to 20% sign-up rate. If they happen to have liked the workout, they will perhaps join, but it will have nothing to do with, like, I got great service here. I trust this place. I'm excited to get going. It's more of, like, treated as a commodity, and, like, this is where I just said like a bunch. Yeah. It's treated as a commodity, <laughs> and it's this was what I was exposed to. My friend goes here. I'll join. But there's nothing that gets them excited about that. Whereas if you have a good trial process and you treat people well, they come in not only purchasing a membership, but they come in excited right. and they come in mm-hmm. knowing a coach and immediately feeling a connection to the actual facility. Right. And like people care about them and, you know, they understand that I'm a human being and that I'm coming in and, you know, you connect with that person and it makes the whole experience so much better. Like one of the things that you, you're kind of talking about is in that auto email, we have, I think it's a picture of myself because I'm the one kind of writing that email and following up with these people. So they have a visual of like somebody that works there right away. So you're all of a sudden, not just a gym, you're a person too. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important. Yeah, for sure. Um, And another quick thing to touch on with this whole process is it also allows you to track all of this information. So you now have data on how many people are trying your gym, how many conversions you have, um, you know, what coaches are converting at a higher rate than others and stuff like that. So, and that's something that we are constantly monitoring. Yeah. And if people are are not up to speed or doing it improperly, we train them on it. We had a coach, um, not to jump ahead, but we had a coach, um, for three years, great coach, terrible at the sign up process (laughs) when she first started doing it, like the lowest on the staff, um, I think it was 25% or something. Mm -hmm. And all we did was simply, and that was, this was completely our fault because we just trained her half-assed and we actually spent some time with her, sat down, went through the process. I think it was something like for the next five months, she had the highest conversions on the staff. And it's simply by just like adhering to the process. Like you're, you're taking, you know, you're taking the need to be creative with how you're doing things out of people's hands and just follow these very basic things. And people will want to sign up. If they don't, they will at least leave with a positive experience Mm -hmm. that maybe it wasn't for them, but maybe it comes up in the water cooler where they say, oh, yeah, I joined that gym. Like, I wasn't super into the workout, but they're really nice in there and they they really cared. Yeah, that that spreads, especially if you're in a small community. Yeah, Yeah, um, that's a very good point because, uh, you know, you've heard us talk a lot about surveys and asking um, a lot of the people that come through here about their experience and actually we just sent out a survey to people that tried the gym and did not join and we're still collecting responses but um, out of all of the responses that we got um, there was everybody but one still said that they still had interest in joining the gym Mm -hmm. it just wasn't for them right now due to Mm -hmm. financial reasons job reasons timing reasons 
So all these people, they came, they didn't join, but they still had a very good experience and will most likely join again down the road. Yeah. And that's very big because I think the reason for that is, yes, people are treated well once they're there, but the website and the branding does its job to filter out the people who would not have any interest. Yeah. Absolutely. So you ultimately want to get to a point where the people who try your gym, every single person that comes in is a qualified prospect. Yeah. You're not getting these people that have no clue what you're doing. And I bet you if we sent that survey out three years ago, that number would be more like 50-50 interest and no interest. Absolutely. And you want to remove the time waste of people who would have never had any interest had they just known what they were walking into. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a very good point. Um, so this person now shows up to the gym. They walk in. Classes are busy. People are moving around. They're there standing awkwardly. Let's talk about the first thing that happens and how to create that good experience Julianne, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well, one of the benefits is that, um, you know, if somebody goes through the website and follows that one step, then I am aware that I have a new trial coming into my class, one, yep. two, three, however many it is. Um, and I'm prepared for it. Um, and I'm keeping my eye out for it. I have the benefit of being a full-time coach. I know most of our members, at least by face, if not by name. So if I look up at the door and I see someone walking through, that is clearly never been there <laughs> but before. you can also tell like oh, yeah, who's you, who's lingering and yeah, who's walking in with like a purpose you can tell some people kind of walk in the door and then just sort of stop and back up because <laughs> if there's away, a class going on they're like maybe i'm not supposed to be in here yet or whatever um and so you know the immediate thing is to go over and introduce yourself hi i'm julianne is this your first time and you know get their name start to call them by name so they know you're listening to them um have them fill out the waiver you know the that that kind of thing that's ne necessary but so let me sorry let me interject yeah. this real quick because i think this is important at our facilities we don't do front desks so we don't have a person on staff who is there to greet people that is a very selective process where we do not want to have a place where people like check in and check out of also with our time demands we're often bouncing around to different gyms we do not have a consistent front desk person. If this is in your budget and you have it and you incorporate it, then this is something that obviously that person would handle. But if you do um, the trial process like we do and it's entirely run by the coach, which I believe is a very effective process because that coach is then going to be responsible for how they treat that person, mm -hmm. then this is how we do that. So either way, whether it's your front desk person or whether it's your coaches in the class, somebody steps away for a moment just to greet them and introduce themselves, um, yeah. like Julianne's talking yeah. about. Yeah, and if there if there is a class that is finishing up and people still you know moving through it, then um, I I say that to them. I, I hand them the waiver. I tell them you know this class is going on for a few more minutes. I'll be with you in just a second. Uh, make sure they know who I am, kind of just show them like simple things like feel free to hang out right here. We've got a bathroom, whatever. Just talk to them so they know they get a little more comfortable because they're clearly going to be slightly uncomfortable. And people are going to make up their mind like every Almost study shows under 30 seconds, yep. like whether or not I'm in the right place. And the longer you delay that interaction, the more doubt they have yep. that they've come to a place that's too much for them. Yep. yep. And, um, you know, I've seen – I've seen coaches at other places or trainers at other places um, or just in other kind of fitness facilities where like they see the person and then they just kind of turn and keep doing what they're doing and oh, assume that person's going to wait for them to greet them. And um, that's, that's definitely not, not how it works. If there's anybody standing in our doorway, the first thing I'm going to do is go over and say, Hey, how's it going? Are you, are you here for class? Is this your first time? Um, and just make sure that they feel welcome at the very least. Um, 
but you know, when I get a chance to, to actually have a conversation with them, it's straightforward. It's, you know, class starts at this time. Everybody is going to get together. I'm going to go over everything. I'm going to make sure you understand what's going on. When, you know, you get back from the warm up run, you just follow the crowd. When you get back, I'm going to come right to you. I'm going to ask you what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, how can I help you? Um, and the best part is that I get to spend a little bit of time with them one-on-one. -on -one. What kind of experience do you have? Um, you know, what, what have you done before? What's completely brand new? So that when I kind of let them start warming up or getting into the groove of just moving, I know what I need to circle back to, um, you know, whatever specific movement it might be or, or something along those lines. But um, also what I think is super important is kind of making sure that those people are near the right people as well. Like I'm not going to take somebody who's, you know, never done something before and put them with the most experienced heaviest lifter in the gym, mm -hmm. um, things like that, that you have to be aware of so that they feel like they're not completely outside of their realm of all existence. Yeah. You said something actually before we recorded that I thought was cool. Like you want to put them in a position where they feel like they left successful. Yeah. Success and not is, inferior. Yeah. Success is as, as a coach for me, that's, that's the most important thing, whether it's having lifted the most weight or done the fastest time or the most, whatever it is, I don't care. As long as you feel like you were challenged and you were successful. Um, and I, I relay that to all new trials. Like, don't worry if you're a little freaked out, I promise you're going to feel successful by the end of this. Um, and don't hesitate to talk to me. I make sure I tell them my name multiple times. So they're never you get their name, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, and I have the benefit of their name being written down. I can always go back to that sheet. I hate when I forget their name and mm -hmm. I won't go back until I go to the sheet, look mm -hmm. at it, go over and say their name again. And that's a, that's, I, I want to take a second here and just like, that's an enormously big part of the process. Yeah. Get their name and call them by their name yeah. throughout the class. Yep. Yep. So, um, I just want to take some <clears throat> quick checkpoints. Um, so the first thing obviously is important. As soon as they arrive, immediately introduce mm -hmm. yourself quickly. You can hand them the waiver, say, fill this out. I'll be with you in a second. Yep. That's the, the, the first step of service that absolutely has to be done right when they arrive. Hello and introduce yourself. Yep. So at this point, next class is wrapping up new classes coming in. You're getting started. You go, you do your walkthrough, um, where, which for us is a pretty involved process, mm -hmm. kind of a 10 minute explanation of everything that's going on. Everybody leaves, hits the warm-up run. Everybody is now back in the gym. They're kind of lingering, doing leg swings, about to start warming up. This is step of service number two. Go You're ahead. right back at them. Hey, how you feeling? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? How can I help you get started on your warm-up? Um, you know, what? It, which of these movements are brand new? And, and they're I, always going to say like, uh, uh, this didn't make sense. And There's you can always, tell, always yeah. something. And you can tell pretty much um, within that response right away, kind of where they're at in terms of their comfort zone right now. Like yep. how freaked out are they? How much time are you going to need to give to them? Um, and in what manner are you going to need to relay that information? Because some people want to be spoken to very directly and with no fluff at all. And some people need a little bit more guidance, a mm -hmm. little bit more wording, whatever it might be. Um, and you know, when you're, when you're in that process and you're checking in with them, that just right there lets them know that you are paying attention. Absolutely. They're not yep. just somebody that's it's getting the first, a free first class. interaction with your facility. Yeah. And I think that that is something that, um, 
that some facilities do when when someone's there for a free trial or a free week or whatever it is well they're here for free anyways yeah treat them like a chump and that's that's absolutely not not the way it works if you want um if you want somebody to a feel successful or b come back then they need to know that you you care about them in the room um and people that have experience it's it's very simply like okay well as you're warming up and getting into these movements, I'll just check in with you. And if there's anything I see that we need to adjust, I'll go over that with you. Um, so, so, you know, that's a huge part. And if you're, as we tend to have more than one trial sometimes in a class, what's really great is you just made somebody an instant friend because <laughs> now they're going through and it you created together. relatability for yeah, them. Totally. I had um, two new trials yesterday actually, and they were both very new to the style of training that we do, but we're, obviously excited about it and they were both doing the same kind of progressions of the workout and I saw that I was in that class yeah and they both signed a six-month contract and were super stoked to be there and one of them was in my class this morning right away yeah so I want to like talk about that for a second because I was in that class and we've been in business now five years and like we know we can typically size somebody up like is this person do they have experience? What are they going to be like? Mm-hmm. And like in walk these two women who zero experience, you yep. could tell. Um, were they friends for no, coming in? They yeah. Did not know and each so other. like they had no They're idea what now. was going on. <laughs> this class was a full class. Mm-hmm. There was 25 people in it. We were doing split jerks. There's stomping <laughs> everywhere. Like this is an Olympic competitive lift. And these two girls come in and I'm just in my head. I'm like, this probably isn't going to go great. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I watched like Julianne literally did all these things that she's talking about, like spent a bunch of time with them on the rower, like uh, regressing the deadlift to the hinge. And it was pure effort in showing them that like they cared or showing them that she cared. And these girls signed up and committed to like a voluntary six month contract. Yeah. Yep. The alternative to that is doing none of those things Mm -hmm. and those girls walk out of the gym. And that is the difference between running a gym that has 200 people and running a gym that has 500 people. Absolutely. Because you can cherry pick who you want to give good service to and who you think is like going to be a fit or you can not profile at all. You can follow steps of service. You can assume the best in everybody and you can just crush that shit. And all of a sudden you have a gym membership with 600 people in two locations. And that is why we are at the size that we are at in a nutshell is because every single person that comes in through the door, you treat with the assumption that they're going to join and that they're going to succeed rather than just kind of like casting them off to the side. Absolutely. I mean, imagine walking into a place that you may be a little bit intimidated by, and then just being alienated right from the start and somebody just not paying attention to you, just kind of tossing you aside and, you know, immediately you're just like f this place you know this this stinks and then you're gonna go tell all your friends i had a bad experience and that Mm -hmm. stuff just snowballs where like you said on this experience those two people joined super excited are now going to tell their friends and then that's going to snowball it's just it's total opposites of snowballing a negative experience versus a positive one and like you said that is the difference that makes successful gym and a not successful gym absolutely Mm mm-hmm Okay, so kind of getting back on track, we've hit the two steps of service. You've introduced yourself when they've walked in. You've huddled up with them after you've done your walkthrough. So they're heading into the workout. They're feeling at least confident enough that they're not going to be a total train wreck in the actual workout. Throughout the class, we really believe in like checking in, nice job, Jane, nice job, Jim, referring to them by name and telling them 
actually like nice job. Yeah. Are they doing a nice job? Maybe not. Yeah. You're obviously going to correct them if they're risking hurting themselves, but always telling people that they're doing a nice job when they're just terribly insecure when they're, yeah. when they're in there. So Julian, why don't you talk a little bit about like experiences that you might've had with people who are timid and just the whole process of, of, of having eyes on them, like those two girls yesterday yeah, and mean, how that impacted the process. I think that a lot of it is, um, not overloading information, particularly with people that are very, very new and inexperienced. You need to give them one thing at a time. Yep. Um, if you overload them, they're just not going to do anything well because they're going to be thinking about a thousand things. Um, so that's something that I try to focus on in terms of coaching new trials. Mm -hmm. Give them one thing to focus on. Make sure they're doing that one thing. And when they feel like they've kind of gotten that idea, then you can give them the next thing. And when there's multiple movements, you just have to focus on the most important element of each of those movements. Yeah, I think actually to cut in real quick, that is an excellent example. Um, you know, give them one thing to focus on. And then when they do that correctly, nice job, Jim. Yeah. Now the next step of this is to do this. Yep. And then it's like, oh, I completed something. Yep. I did something right. And exactly. I'm now moving on to the next step. Yep. Um, and I think that creates that confidence of like, okay, cool. Like, this is great. I'm doing good. Um, which it, totally changes that outlook on yeah. it. Yeah. And it lets them know that you are actually watching what they're doing. That's and, true. And you see what, you know, they're getting right and what they're not getting. And with some of the more maybe compound or complex movements, it's as easy as me saying, you know, <clears throat> something along the lines of uh, in plank, bring your feet together, squeeze your glutes awesome. Walk back around next time they're in plank. Okay. And I'll do those first two things I tell, I told you to do now do this with your shoulders, mm -hmm. whatever yeah, it is. And they give start them to like little wins, layer it together. Exactly. So, um, so, you know, that, that is really huge. And also not letting them feel like you are just on top of them mm -hmm. all the time because people don't, they want guidance and they want to feel successful, but they also, I don't think most people want their hands held at all they want to prove to themselves that they can kind of feel like they suck at something but that they're willing to put in the work to do it um and a lot of people especially if they're very inexperienced haven't done physical hard work in a while so all all it really takes is like them to break a sweat for their heart rate to get up and they're like okay okay i feel this this is good i'm working and then you just keep kind of reiterating that to them like you're doing a great job now try this right um, so yeah, you know, that's a huge piece of coaching someone that's brand new for sure. Um, in their trial. And one of my favorite, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> I was just gonna say, you know, we talk about education a lot and not like the rah, rah yelling at them, you know, go faster, do this better, whatever. What we do in our trial classes is educate them. And part of that is learning about them when you meet them, yep. asking them questions, getting yep. to know them so that you can use those tools in that class to customize that experience towards them. If you, if you know somebody, you know, doesn't give one ounce of crap about strength and they're in a strength workout, well, you're going to need to slightly alter that workout to show them that it's, you know, it can be for them too, even mm -hmm. if they don't really care about strength. Totally. Yeah. And just going on the point of people don't want to be, you know, they don't want you to be overbearing. I, I completely agree. One, one thing that I always like to say to people once they're settled and they're about to hit the workout is 
I'm going to watch you on your technique. If it needs correction, I'm going to jump in. Otherwise, I'm going to let you do this. Mm -hmm. And if you have questions, like I am very available, so don't hesitate yeah. to ask. But I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to be bearing down on you. Yeah. So one of the things that I've um, <clears throat> tried really hard to reiterate that whole I'm available if you have questions thing, especially again yesterday being a great example with those two um, new women is that if you are like a brand new inexperienced to this kind of training um, female specifically and you walk into the gym and I'm the coach that greets you that could be a little intimidating you know I have tattoos I've got muscles whatever all that <laughs> stuff so that might be like ooh, I don't know if this is exactly what I'm looking for but if I immediately relate to them by asking simple stuff like how'd you find us yeah that's almost always going to open some sort of doorway and then I just became a lot less intimidating to right. them um, and I've noticed by just kind of getting those kinds of conversations started and letting them in a little bit on me as well. Those, those people will a hundred percent walk across the room and be like, Hey coach, I don't know what I'm doing. And I can just go back and show them. And it's not, they don't feel like I'm unapproachable. They know that I'm there for them. Um, basically above anything else. So, and also too, like as a coach, you ultimately like you want people to take your classes. Yeah. So if you're getting a person that signs up and had an amazing experience in your class, when they join, they're going to look for your 100%. classes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's weird. When we recently analyzed the data of our signups, uh, we saw that Matt, who's like somebody that's not on the schedule a lot, had a very high conversion rate because mm -hmm. Matt is really, really good with those new people. Mm -hmm. And he's on the schedule infrequently, but – when you create that kind of relationship with people that you sign up, like people are going to seek out his classes yep. and they're going to take his classes when he's on the schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, real quick too, just thinking about all of the stuff that we've talked about, nothing is about the knowledge or how good you are as a coach itself, which I think speaks volumes about how important just the friendliness, the, mm -hmm following these steps, you know, obviously being an intelligent coach and knowing what you're doing on the floor is going to help, but it is not like the number one most important thing. The Correct. most important thing is just showing them that Empathy. you care yeah. Yeah, yeah, and kind of relating to them. Absolutely. That's, that's, a, so that's a great point. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. And it's, we had a little like talk about just separate stuff with like our, our coaching page and our, our coaching page is, is very different field than other coaching pages that you would go to. You know, I'm of the opinion that um, when people come to a gym, they're going to assume that the coach is educated. Yeah. <laughs> you get people that are a bit more picky about it. Right. That's an assumption. So you, that's not what you prove when you're running the class. Like you prove that you're you can actually help this person and right. that you care about what they're doing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, our coach's page has all the feels. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true it's like these it's the end of the day it's like people helping people it really is <laughs> it's uh it's just you know there needs to be more of that and less like so many places we've 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 talked about this a little on a few episodes but so many places want this culture of like rip your hands open and, and this hardcore culture that it's just i do think there's places out there that are almost like resentful of people that are trying their damn gym yeah, yeah. and it's like it needs to be built around being welcoming and right. being for the everyday person. And if your place is only for like hardcore competitors, then you're going to be super limited in what you do and you're never going to grow past a certain point. And it I think on that note too, one of the really important things for when you have a new trial in your class is we were talking about the other day, um, a newer member having said something along the lines of, 
I'm just glad I can complete a workout because when I first started, I couldn't. Reed? Yeah. And Reed told that that's to me. right. And, um, and I was thinking about that the other day. Um, when you have new trials who, you know, maybe 15 minutes in, they're off sitting on the curb, like just rethinking their life and just where they're at. Just one of those at. guys, too. And I have I was seen, in that class, too. Yeah, yeah. I have seen trainers like completely write a person off at that point. Well, they can't hang, so I guess they're not going to join. Where what you really have is an opportunity. Pedro. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, yep. that, and you have you have this opportunity to go over to that person and say like, hey, you doing okay? Like just check in with them, make sure that they are physically all right. And then tell them like, you have an idea of where you're at right now and maybe where you want to be. And this could be an opportunity for you to get there. And I'm going to help you not I'm going to write you off because you couldn't finish this. Because yeah, quite frankly, sure. a lot of people aren't going to be able to finish everything within time and the number of reps or whatever it might be in their first like three months. Yeah. They're building baselines and that baseline starts in their trial class. Were you talking about that guy in my class? I wasn't earlier? actually, oh, okay, but, it's, but it's happened. I think it's happened. Um, it happened to me after July 4th weekend and whether that was anything other than it having been July 4th weekend or not. Um, I really like, I had to step back and think about that. What was it like for me when I first started? Yeah. Could I finish workouts within the time frame? I was allotted. <laughs> well, you know? Yeah. So you, you brought, you brought that up and immediately I had a guy last week that was just like that. He, you know, eight minutes in, he was gassed sitting down. I do remember that. And I, was, I was in that workout. Yeah. You were in that workout and you know, super friendly guy. Like I kept encouraging him. Like that was when I ran by him and I was like, <laughs> I tried to say, Hey, you're doing great. Yeah. And what I said was. <laughs> that was the Friday death circuit. Yeah. I yeah. remember that now. So terribly hard workout. And this guy, you know, was just not in physical shape to be able to do really well in that, which is fine. And the whole time in my head, I was like, this is not going well. This guy <laughs> hates his life. Yeah. Um, and he didn't join, but, you know, I was like, whatever. Um, at the end of the class, I went over the options and I was like, you know, if uh, you have any questions, let us know. Like, you know, you don't have to decide now. I'm going to follow follow up with an email. If you decide that it's a good fit and you want to get started, like just reply to that email and didn't hear anything from him for like four or five days. He showed up yesterday with a filled out membership form and just goes, here you go. Yeah. And that's and like, just, that's obviously a massively important next step that we'll get into is how to kind of close that out. But I do want to kind of close the loop on what Julianne was saying with never write people off. Mm -hmm. That's such a good point. Cause like I, I, I blurted out Pedro who's been a long time member of ours. One of our best members, Pedro's first workout. I think I coached <laughs> it. If I didn't coach it, I know I was there. Yeah. And like he was in the hurtest of hurt boxes. <laughs> like it honestly, yeah. honestly looked like he was going to die. Yeah. And it would have been easy to be like, oh my gosh, this, this guy's got such a long way to go. But you, you have to believe that every person that comes in has that potential. Mm -hmm. Pedro joined. He's lost 40 pounds at the gym. He's gotten so much stronger. He's one of like, you know, the most um, adopted to the gym socially people. He, he's just one of our most visible, yeah. hardest working members mm -hmm. at this point. And yep. that's out of 600. And like it, it, the alternative, like I said before, was to have written him off and not really followed up and been like, he can't hang. And that, that never happens. Yeah. So you just, you, over the years, you start to add up those effort levels that you and your staff make. And all of a sudden through, you're sitting there wondering like, how the fuck did we just get the 500 members? Right. Yeah. And it's just by doing that every single day. 
Yeah, and a lot. I feel like a lot of gym owners they almost look down on those people. They're like, oh, we're you know we're so good and like we're so badass that like this guy can't hang and right. like he has no business being here. And it's like, you know, maybe he's behind the curve right now, but like if he puts in some work, he might be one of your best members. And, and that, that's your job. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that is to your get job. In shape and to get people to progress in their life. Yeah, yeah you're never gonna transform anybody's life if you're approaching the people that are out of shape in your mind as those that shouldn't join your gym. Like right. that's the opposite. How can you be successful that way? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, you know, what you started to get into, Pritz, um, is, is I think super important. And it's always about how we talk about how we, we don't sell. And we really don't. And, and what, what we mean by that is to close out the third steps of service, you hit, you hit them when they arrive hit them that's a terrible choice <laughs> punch them in the face when they arrive um you, you introduce yourself when they arrive you follow up with them after your walkthrough good job call them by name throughout the class and then at the very end when you're done it's a very simple hey how'd you do yep and you walk up to them it's all it is how'd you do and that's typically going to be i think i'm going to die like the guy you <laughs> talked about yep. who didn't join or it's going to be like great what are the options Walk them over, sign yeah. them up. Yep. But, you know, if that process, if they don't join on the spot, how you follow up with them and the tone that you set to not be salesy is critical. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, a big portion of the follow-up is it, it occurs while they're in the class and all the stuff that we just went through. So that coach has kind of taken an inventory of this person, what they're capable of, what they talked about, where they're from, you know, in some cases, experience level, all that. And we have our coaches write on the waiver slash trial form notes from the class. Mm -hmm. So all the stuff that they might have talked to them about, they'll just jot down little notes. Um, and then when that form gets passed on to me and I go follow up with them uh, within 24 hours, I look at those notes and I craft an email to them just not like trying to sell them just acknowledging some of those points you know hey I, I uh, Julianne said you did great in the class I also noticed you're from Northern Virginia where you know coach Dave and coach Julianne are from like you know we have a lot of other people from Northern Virginia like I think you'd be a great fit kind of thing so you craft this email based on those notes that just acknowledges again that you care that you've been listening that the coach cared enough to pass this along to you. Like that's so important, not their goals that are, like I said, they're given when you're shopping for a gym. I right. believe that that exists. I'm coming to this gym because I believe these goals will be met. Yes. But it's how you differentiate on the experience of it and, and what that customer experience is going to be like. And you do a good job of just humanizing that and taking mm -hmm. like the service that's actually going to be provided almost out of the equation. Yeah. And Yes, that adds an extra couple minutes to every email that I write, but you know, when this is the lifeblood of your gym, these trials coming in and having good experiences and joining, like that is worth way more effort than maybe anything else out there. So, um I totally think it's worth it. And you know, that's not to say that you can't automate automate some of this. Like I have an email template that I have a control on my keyboard that I just click and it auto populates a bunch of information, but then from there I go in and fill out the other stuff. And You're not handwriting with like a ink dipped feather. Yeah, yeah should we write? <laughs> we should, should we send write follow-ups. Let me get you a quill and dip my quill. <laughs> I would oh, love. I would lose it if I walked into your house one night and saw you writing <laughs> by candlelight. With a quill. By candlelight. What are you doing, Pritz? Oh, I'm just writing our follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you have any stamps? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that that's pretty much it. And at no point, like you said, are we trying to sell them? You know, the experience should sell itself. We're just giving them the option to continue on with that experience. I think that's huge. Um, and I think we talked about probably doing a full episode on like the sales process, yeah, um, which we should do. And actually, each one of these steps along the way, we can do individual episodes <laughs> yeah. because there's so much to go over for each yeah. of them. Um, I mean, like you said, this this is the single most important aspect that you do as a business, yeah. attracting leads, converting them, and keeping them. Right. And it starts with just that qualification in on the website that you're not for everybody and it's important to not be for everybody. Yeah. It's important to be for like the people that you're trying to be for. But the whole idea of just not selling, it takes a lot of work. You have to have a culture that supports it's kind of like a self-fulfilling culture in all aspects of it. Every step you do it kind of enhances the next. Mm-hmm. And you're in this place where it, it's a positive experience like clockwork. And that that is, that's the sales pitch. Yeah. Not like, let me go over membership options or let me like, you know, let me tell you how you're going to burn fat here. Like yeah. I have never, honest to God, I've never once had that conversation with somebody where I'm sitting down with them being like, this is how you're going to like lose 10 pounds. Yeah. yeah. And I've signed up hundreds, literally hundreds of people at the mm-hmm. gym. I've never had that conversation yeah. once. That's a good point. It's always just like, how can, how can we, how can we help you from like a, you're getting something out of this perspective yeah. and how can we show that we actually are going to care about what you do when you, when you get in here? Yeah. I don't think that I've ever like walked up to a new trial when they're done the workout with the membership form in my hand either. I always just yeah. walk over, ask them, you know, what they thought. Do they have questions? Is there any, anything I can do to help them now that it's kind of over or whatever? And it's, it's them that, well, yeah, like what, what do you, what do I do now? Like, well, I can tell you your options. And what's interesting is a lot of the times when people will, you know, be making that choice to sign up and it's, it's going in that direction, then they'll ask me, so how did you start here? And then that opens up a whole other door. How much time you got? Yeah. Let me uh, (laughs) get the next hour open. But you know what I mean? That just opens up a whole other level of communication and then they can, they can see, you know, how, how maybe to apply their goals to what they're now signing up for. So it's just it's just a really awesome way of on both ends honestly as a coach it feels great to not feel like you're walking up to somebody with a list of pricing and then you know forcing them into it um and it just starts the beginning of that crucial relationship with every single member and you also when you sell when you sell memberships this way you never get people haggling over the price yep. ever ever like when never. when we sold in a lot of different you know um tests and strategies you know when we would open you get people all of a sudden when you're selling okay then they're gonna all right i'm being sold to so how can i how can i then turn this into a a negotiation as opposed to this is just something that i'm naturally drawn to yeah um pritz i i know like you do um obviously all the follow-up over email with prospects but you rely a lot on the notes if you're not at the gym that a coach leaves on the actual form um, so describe that process of the actual physical steps that are required of our coaches so that you're best prepared to be able to follow up in a way that's not generic. I mean, I kind of went over that with like the whole conversation, like 
all those steps that we like the notes, like specifically, like I want to leave all these notes of what I learned so I can pass this on to you type thing. Yeah. It's basically just anything that you had a conversation about. I mean, there's very, it's like coaches will scribble like beginner liked the workout, um, has a knee issue from running yeah, or, um, you know, is, doesn't want to commit or, um, wants to know more about contract, just something like that. So you can say, you can get right to the point of what they're after rather than having to go through this whole selling right. what, what we do. It's you can funny. just talk right to them. Yeah. It's funny. I just grabbed a stack of trial forms so I could see, give some exact examples and Julianne's over here <laughs> hooting and hollering. Cause she signed up pretty much everybody this week. <laughs> No notes. I was th- giggling in my head going, there's not going to be any notes on those forms. Yeah. Here's a good one. This person actually signed up after the fact via my email, um, but, you know, is going to sign up online, interested, 100% loved it. She's from Northern Virginia. She has CrossFit experience, runs marathons into that whole scene. Man. So, yeah. Oh, good job, Julianne. <laughs> they don't call me big old head coach for But it's like imagine leading that email, yeah. like you said, the Northern Virginia stuff. Yeah, that, that's that, great. That's why I thought but, of it, yeah. But also, like, oh, I see you've done experience before. So here's a, here's a couple of ways that, like, we might be different. Right. Yeah. So you can talk to them as opposed to at them. That's a big one, like CrossFit experience. Like, mm-hmm. here's how, you know, usually if somebody tries us out that has CrossFit experience, they're interested in the lifting aspect and all of that. But they're looking for something different than CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So that is a great point, how we're different. You know, hey, you might have done CrossFit in the past. That's awesome. Um, We have some similarities, but there are also also some differences, such as this, this, and this. And it's never from a a point of negativity. Never, yeah. Of like, you know, we don't, we don't, it's just not what we do. It's, It's just more like, here's what you can expect here. Right, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a big thing too, and maybe another topic for something else, but... It's just a it's a bad look for you to talk bad about your competition when people bring it up. Like I've had people in classes say like, "Well, I'm trying you and the name of our competition," mm-hmm. and that is a perfect opportunity for me to maybe um, take some shots. And I will never ever do that. I yep. will just say, "Cool." Like if you come back to us, if you find you like us best, and if you want to know like more about why we're different, we're happy to answer that yeah. question for you. And I know that that is not always returned by other gyms yeah. because I've heard it and I've heard people who come in who have joined us who've said that, oh, you were bad-mouthed by this other gym and that was a neg- – the person trying the class thought negatively of the gym right. Right. because they were the type of place that would do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's, it's never going to end up being a net positive for you. That's a very good point. That's um, – I've actually had several people that – either on the notes from coaches or people that I've talked to personally, they're like, I'm checking out a bunch of gyms this week. And, you know, sometimes I'll ask like, oh, cool, which ones? And they'll tell me, I'll be like, cool, you know, after you try those out, if you decide that we're the right fit, just reach out. Yeah. And that is like, you know, you can tell when you say that, they're like, oh, wow. There's also (laughs) a sign that like this place doesn't need me that bad. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, and okay, like they must be doing well. There must be yeah. something to this. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. agree with that. And I think, you know, all of these little things add up and like you said, are the difference between a successful or struggling gym. All these little things that just take a little bit of effort and planning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then once they join, 
that effort level doesn't stop there and we'll do more episodes about that process from once they join. But yeah, and last one, the last episode we did just about the programming and the progressions yeah. and what they do when they start, you know, it's getting off on a tangent, but like every single thing you do in the gym is marketing. Yep. Um, every single thing that you do is ultimately an experience with your, your gym and your brand. And yes, it starts on the front end with treating every single person like they're going to come in and kill it. Um, and you just you can't make assumptions about people. You have to let the process play out with people. Yeah, absolutely. So just to summarize, the process starts on the website. So you have to have a very clear place that people go. They have to sign up on the page. So you do need a form. It has to be one very quick step that doesn't take forever, but that does mentally commit them. When they show up to the gym, three-step process. Greet them when they come in the door immediately follow up with them after the walkthrough and then follow up with them after the class ends to check in and see how it did. If they don't sign up, write some notes down on your forms. So whomever in your gym follows up has a way to personalize that email. It's never a hard sell and it's always just in a position of how can I help you versus how can I sell you? Yep. And like we've said a few times, this, this episode is the single reason why you grow your gym and why you keep people because of the experience they have the very first time that they're in the door. Absolutely. Um, well, that's it. We just uh, started a bunch of social media pages, so make sure to follow us. Um, the Instagram is at the business of lifting weights. The Facebook page is backslash business of lifting weights. Um, we're going to be posting a bunch of videos on there, just kind of quick 30 second, one minute videos of small tips that you can do to help your business, help the ability of your coaching, all this stuff, uh, much more different, quick, diverse topics than what's on the podcast. So make sure you follow that. Also, please uh, subscribe, rate us, drop a review on iTunes, and spread the word to your gym friends. Thanks, guys. Thanks. See you next time.